guys. I'm so excited to welcome you to the very first episode of Tenacious with Andy Christensen. My name's Jojo. I'm the producer of this podcast, and I wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know what this podcast is all about. Tenacious aims to inform and inspire those motivated, creative, and curious entrepreneurs that need a little bit of guidance, maybe a little bit of inspiration to reach their next amazing step in life. Andy's a really humble guy, and I know he, he wouldn't say a lot of this stuff himself, but I'm going to brag on him for a couple seconds. He's a member of the Forbes Coaches Council with 20 years of experience. Uh, he coaches everyone from executives at Chick-fil-A to top brass at the U.S. Air Force. He teaches incredible leadership techniques and uses an informative and fun coaching style to help people experience their next great breakthrough in life. This podcast aims to capture a little bit of that on audio so that people all around the world can hear the stories of inspiring entrepreneurs who are really, really doing it. They're in the trenches right now. They're being tenacious. They're achieving their goals. And we're kicking off the podcast with a couple of guests I could not be more excited about. Courtney and Ian Patterson sat down with Andy to record a conversation about their business, which is a little unconventional. Courtney happened to adopt a dog who is really interesting looking, kind of hard to describe, looks a little bit like a cartoon character. He's got hilarious teeth. He's a funny looking dog. He's super, super adorable and cute. And after finding some viral fame posting photos of this dog online, they've grown that initial burst of fame into a cult following on their Instagram page. They have over 2 million Instagram followers on their account at Tuna Melts My Heart. You guys need to check it out. Specifically today, Andy and Courtney and Ian had a really interesting discussion about what it looks like to actually run a business centered around social media. If you're an entrepreneur, you know that social media is vital to your business and your growth and even just your personal brand. Courtney and Ian gave some incredible advice for how to utilize social media Um, what that journey looks like, what it feels like and looks like to have over 2 million followers and a loyal fan base. Um, They've had book deals and tours, and this has just exploded into a business that is absolutely amazing and something that I think both of them were uh, very, very surprised by. This conversation was uh, an awesome one, and I really hope you guys enjoy it. Courtney and Ian, thank you for being with us. Hey, thanks for having Hi, us. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so your story is so fascinating. When I first heard it, I was kind of jaw dropped and I don't want to spoil any of the thunder, but Courtney, can you tell us the story of how you guys came upon Tuna and how you got to this point in time? It was a solo effort. It was just me because Ian wasn't in my life at the time. I was in my late 20s and I used to go to a farmer's market every Sunday. And at this particular time in my life, I was looking to foster a dog because um, I was going to be living alone. And this was a new concept for me. I'd never heard of fostering or adopting an animal unless it was like a backyard breeder. And so basically, um, when I saw Tuna, the record stopped and I just knew that I wanted to take him home and love him with excellence. So that's kind of how I met Tuna. But Instagram came into my life about six months later. A friend introduced it to me. I was so disinterested in having my own social media. So fast forward, almost a year later, um, Tuna was just a little puppy with newly grown in teeth. So If you look at these photos of Tuna, you'll see that he is known for his signature smile. And at the time of adopting him, he didn't have them. 
because he was just a puppy. Um, but I started taking photos and I had about a year's worth of them. And when I did join Instagram in 2011, um, I had like a collection of photos and he went viral a year later, which was like so um, wild. <laughs> it was just so weird. Yeah. So you launch, well, you almost fall into this, this, this brand where you love this, you love your dog and you start posting and people start following. And at what point did you realize you had something here that was basically taking on a life of its own and you had to run it? Yeah. Well, it's so interesting because like you mentioned, I, I did not have any intention to build a brand or a business with Tuna at all. I just liked that he was bringing people joy and laughter. And if you know me, um, I have such a big heart for people. And I had this little unconventional dog who I am in general, just a, a big fan of underdogs. And he's very, you know, different looking physically. And I think just the way that my personality came through coupled with his photographs really created this brand um, where our mission was to bring people joy and laughter, like I said. And so um, it was kind of wild. I, I remember something specifically that was such a catalyst for me, and it was about um, six months after he had gone viral. We had appeared on like a couple shows like the Today Show and um, Inside Edition, I don't even know if that's still on the air, but it was back in 2013. But, um, and what was so crazy is one day, uh, the Daily Mail in the United Kingdom did a feature story on tuna. And I'm talking like a big story about this dog in America that was just making people laugh and making them smile. And, and then that story went viral all over the world. And I remember just being like, oh my gosh. Like this is wild because I have always said that I wanted to be used to change the world, but I didn't know what platform I would have. And so fast forward years later to be kind of catapulted into this global media space was really a shock to my system. And I realized that we might not be changing the world through, you know, Tuna's Instagram page, but uh, we were changing people's days. And when I say we, I mean Tuna and I, because again, Ian doesn't come into the story until 2015. So, <laughs> so this was still 2013 at the time. How, how does Ian find Team Tuna? Uh, well, I, I always tell people that I married into the family business. Um, true. I mean, I love it. It's given me the ability to be with my family every single day before meeting Courtney and Tuna. I was a bar and restaurant manager. Um, which isn't very conducive to spending time with your family. A lot of week, lot of late nights and weekends, and so I've really enjoyed coming on board. Um, you know, my family owns a kennel, so I feel like I had some experience with dogs previously. So now to be a dog wrangler slash photographer slash you know whatever's needed, um, I I really love it. What's really crazy is um, prior to our first date. Ian, like I knew that Ian was a, a bar and restaurant manager because I met him in his establishment, but we didn't exchange words at all until 
Um, it's a cute story, but I won't have to, I don't have to share it here, but basically, um, and this is in London, yes. in London, what is really crazy on our first date, he, uh, was going to guess what I did. And I had told oh, yeah, him, right. I told him that I did two things. And so, uh, his first guess, he kind of nailed it a little bit. He guessed that I was in some kind of design space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was an interior designer. And then I said, and I do something else. And he said, what are you like a dog groomer? <laughs> so oh, I, said, oh, I said something with dogs, like a dog groomer. Yeah. He said, do you work with dogs? Like you're a dog groomer. I secretly to this day think he like did some sort of stalking on me. Like he I had no idea. <laughs> this, is on, this is yeah, on the he, record. He honestly did not know my last <laughs> this is name my or confession anything. That I didn't stalk. He didn't even know if I was American name. or not. So what is the hardest thing about being, you know, we have a lot of business owners that will be tuning in and I think they'll be curious to know what's it like to run this as a business? What's the hardest part of it for you guys? There's a, there's a lot of adventure in this business with social media, but I would say something that's a little unnerving at times is just the unknown. Um, you know, I, I came into this space when Instagram was newly conceived and, you know, when it was transforming into this, this business platform for people, I was one of the pioneers of that. And I don't even mean that, like I started it. I just mean that, you know, we were one of the first animal accounts to go viral. And so everyone in the early days was just scrambling and trying to figure out brands were trying to figure out marketers were trying to figure out advertisers were I was like anyone that had a social media we just we didn't really know what worked so it was like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks I mean that's really what it was and so it was a very interesting time because it was so new and you know it was even when people were like we want you to do a post what's your rate and I'm like, I don't know, $50. I, I had no idea, you know, and now it's, it's evolved into, um, knowing your worth. And that is so important. And I'll talk about that later, but just knowing your worth is very valuable, um, in this business. But I would just say the uncertainty of it, e- even today, you just don't know when brands are going to cut their advertising dollars and they're not going to need you to, do any kind of influencer marketing anymore. And and how do you measure your worth? What's that journey been like? Well, we worked with a management agency um, for a couple of years. And so they really helped us um, establish, you know, what, what our services are worth. And so I guess we are worth what the market is willing to pay. It's, it's hard to quantify exactly, but it's getting easier now that social media tools have their own ways of boosting engagement on branded content. So I think over the years, we've just, with the, you know, the help of outside tools and then just experience, we, we know, we know what our worth is. Yeah. And we, we know the value that we bring. Um, you know, I even sometimes struggle with that because I am a two on the Enneagram. I don't know if you know what that is. You do, Andy, but I'm, I'm just, I think what's difficult for me is that I, I try to people please. And so if I'm thinking like a number is thrown out there, 
Am I asking too much? Or if they say yes to that higher number, will we be bringing value? Will there be any kind of measurable like outcome for them? Like, will people be buying their product? And so I get really anxious sometimes when you say, especially um, now that we are free agents again, like we do our own negotiations. Um, so that's a little awkward, I would say, just to ask for money. But is I I, th- I feel like we have we have the partnerships behind us to back it up. Yes, and so it's it's easier now because we're we're established. So you guys have two million plus followers. W- what could prepare you for that? And addition to that, how do you balance being a mom and a and a wife and Ian? of course, a husband and a father and, you know, all that goes along with that. The following grew organically over the years. And it's something that, um, I, like I said, I, I wasn't prepared for, and I wasn't expecting, and I'm still so humbled by the amount of people that follow Tuna. Um, and although this is my business, it is something that I realize is more than just an Instagram. And it is, a place where people actually come and uh, get a lot of joy from the account. And that is like my primary, um, that's just where I'm at all the time in my head. Like if I have to do something business related versus spend like 20 minutes on the phone with a tuna follower, I'm, I'm probably going to do that if I'm honest um, over, you know, writing back an email. <laughs> I'm kind of known for being a no person because um, I wasn't prepared for this to be a business. And when I started getting business inquiries, uh, a lot of times they just were not in brand. And so I had to have a lot of hard conversations and politely decline offers. And I still do that to this day. Um, but ultimately, I think that's what's been a key to longevity for me is that I am not willing to compromise um, our integrity, Ian and I's, or the just the um, the integrity of the brand, just for some money. One of the questions I know people are thinking is, "I want to be an influencer, social media influencer." Somebody's thinking that. What advice would you have for that person? Run far, far, far away. <laughs> run to the moon. If you can run there, I think for, for me, I say that like jokingly, because again, I did not, I did not have an agenda to garner a following or turn this into a business. And I do think I got in at the right time. Like this was when social media was starting. And I just think that like, I think God opened that door for me and it was really incredible. Just the ride that I was taken on. And so um, at the same time, it's possible you have to work really hard at it. There's algorithms that are kind of like silent enemies <laughs> that could also be very helpful for you. But if uh, you're not on their good side, it you know your engagement levels can just plummet. And if you're a business, that can be detrimental to your business, really can, because Marketers want to know what you can bring value to them, like what value you're bringing to them. And if your numbers aren't matching and you're not, your performance isn't high enough, then 
they're probably, you know, not going to want to work with you or work with you again. I think for Courtney, her Instagram is a creative outlet. When she started it, she wasn't trying to become an influencer. So when you say for people who are thinking, how do I become an influencer? You just have to, A, become good at something, focus on something you're already doing or that you're good at, and then B, choose your platform wisely. If you if you make great radio, like great podcasts, don't um, do an Instagram or a YouTube. Or I guess you could do a YouTube, but you know we, we have so many people who, who focus on trying to do all the platforms. They're trying to get a Facebook and a YouTube and an Instagram. And you, know, you really have to zoom in on your niche and hone in on your platform. And develop it. And develop yeah. it. And yeah, have, and create great content. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's something that's very important. And be tenacious. And be consistent. So if you started over today, what do you think you would do? How would you approach starting, launching? Put in the time. Um, because I've noticed over the years, I've been doing this for so long, that there are like periods where I just am not as motivated. And, and my account takes a hit for that. Because... I like I said I I didn't plan on even doing it this long and so it's been quite a while and I mean how many more Christmas poses of Tuna wearing a Santa Claus costume can I put up year after year after year and get creative and and we're not just talking like an annual holiday this is 365 days a year of creating content since 2011 and so if you want to make it you just got to work at it mm-hmm. all the time and um and it can be really fun and rewarding you know oh it my doesn't gosh. it's not always a grind it's changed our life but you just you have to be consistent yeah you really do like anything like any business right mm-hmm. how do you guys do it consistency yeah a lot of accountability <laughs> you know like there are days that i i don't want to even do a post and i give myself permission to to do that as well because you know you mentioned that i'm a wife and a mother and and I'm very social and there's just some days that um, being present takes more of a priority than posting on social media. But I also know that there are people globally that are depending on posts that get them through really depressing times that they're going through. And so um, for us, we just try and uh, remain consistent with posting, with responding to um, followers and brands who are reaching out to us. Um, anytime we get approached to do an interview, whether it's like written or verbal or a podcast or in person, we do that. Uh, we just we just keep building our presence over and over and over again. We're kind of like Lady Gaga. We're like just reinventing ourselves as the years go on. And she follows too. By the way, <laughs> isn't that cool? <laughs> Lady Gaga is a tuna follower. Yes. Isn't that crazy? I, uh, wow. Do you guys have any other wisdom for uh, people that are, you know, trying to build their business, rebuild their business because of Corona or just maintain? Years ago when I had, I had just graduated from university and I was an advertising major, which is so crazy that I circled back. Cause I am, I, I said something to Ian a couple months ago. I said, I'm actually 
doing my degree. And I had no idea until recently that I am kind of a modern day advertiser uh, because brands are giving us like full range and content creativeness to just do what we're going to build for their brands and hopefully sell their product or their service. And so, um, but back when I was first graduated, I was an intern at the Cleveland Advertising Association, the CAA. And there was um, an amazing, amazing president of the CAA. Um, His name is Rick Squire. And I remember I needed to ask him something. I was dating a guy and he was coming into town and I had just started and I needed to ask for time off. And I knocked on his door and I was really nervous and I was kind of stammering over my words. And he said, Courtney, he said, what's the worst thing that could happen if you have to ask me something? And I'm not really quick on my feet, but I just answered this correctly. I think I said, will you say no? And he said, exactly. He said, so if you don't ask, the answer is automatically no. And Andy, that changed everything. That changed the trajectory of my life and my approach in business. Because especially as an entrepreneur, sometimes you just have to ask really hard questions. And it's vulnerable and you have to be put in situations that you normally would want to avoid. But if your business depends on it and your brand depends on it, sometimes the wise thing to do is just ask what you need, ask for help, ask for money, and don't be afraid of the, the what if of the no, because it could turn into a yes. And that could really launch you into your business, especially right now with COVID. I think people are, they're really tense because they're like, oh, you know, budgets have decreased and, you know, maybe they're not getting the same kind of engagement or sales. And so I don't know if I should ask this question because, you know, it, it, it could come off offensive. And I actually just think, go for it. Ask the question. The worst thing that could happen is they tell you no. They say, we would love to, but not now. But at least you're planting that seed in that relationship. And hopefully it circles back and, and you get what you want. I ask for everything. Anything I want to ask. In good reason. Don't I, babe? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, why not? Well, you guys are an inspiration to me. You're an inspiration to many. Thank you for taking time to bring Tuna, Tuna USA, Tuna International uh, to the airwaves here. And thank you. And stay safe. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Andy. Thanks, Andy. Hey guys, Jojo here again. I just wanted to thank Ian and Courtney for joining us for this episode. They were amazing. This was such an amazing episode. If you guys want to follow their precious dog, Tuna, on Instagram, please do so. Um, You know, they can use all the followers they can get. They're just a small uh, upstart account. Joking, of course. Uh, (laughs) The Instagram is at Tuna Melts My Heart. Um, Also, they have some amazing merch and some amazing like tuna-themed goodies you can buy at tunameltsmyheart.com. Make sure to go check that out there. And then also, we would really appreciate kind of given the status of the podcast right now, um, just sort of relaunching under this new moniker and uh, just trying to build our fan base out and kind of inspire as many people as possible. We would really appreciate if you shared this and engaged with the podcast on social media. Andy's Instagram handle is at andy.christensen. 
Um, definitely go check them out there. AndyChristensen.com also has tons of amazing resources for free. These are free resources that you as an entrepreneur can utilize. Andy also offers a free coaching call, which I don't know anyone who does this uh, personally. Like you can hop on a phone call with Andy at any time for free and just talk about whatever you want to talk about and get the kind of guidance and advice you need. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we're going to have another episode up next month. In the meantime, engage with Andy on social media. If the response to this podcast is awesome and if we see the shares and the responses and the comments and everything coming in, uh, we hope to make this more frequent. Andy's a busy guy, um, but I know that if, if the response is there, this will become a more frequent thing. We would love for that to happen. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening and make sure to tune in next time. Mm-hmm.